Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to What a Load of Cobblers, Cobblers Catch Up, a handy summary of the week's news at Sixfields with a heavy slant on Saturday's crunch promotion game at Barrow. I'm Tom Reed and joining me today are Brendan Walsh, Luke Thode and Keith Buckby. How are you doing, guys? You're okay? All right. Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Brendan, you're, uh, as we talked about before, notoriously, mostly a notoriously optimistic cobbler. <laughs> are you are you sort of getting gripped by promotion fever? You're trying to keep yourself on the level. I've been gripped by promotion fever since week <laughs> one. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's. I, I was still. I don't know why. I had that like sneaking suspicion on Monday. At least one of the results might go our way. But um, yeah, I think even the the most positive cobblers fans wouldn't have thought we'd get both of them. Um, so it's us in the driving seat. Although I, I saw uh, Clough at Mansfield today was saying that he still thinks Bristol Rovers are the favourites. So, you know, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm just happy that it's, it's in our hands. Um, that's all you can ask already on the last day, isn't it? Yeah, let's we'll talk about Mr Clough later on. And a lot of people are throwing around words. It just shows sort of the desperation to try and get in those playoff promo- and automatic promotion places. John Brady's keeping his counsel, which I think is a little bit better. First up, let's talk about last weekend's game against Exeter City. Overall, Brendan sort of goes down as that old cliche, a good example of League 2 football and a draw, probably a fair result. Yeah, I, do you know what? I thought it was a really good game. It was it was end-to-end. Um, there was a lot of quality on show. Both teams had chances. Um, and any other point in the season... If you know they're they're top of the table now, they're t- they're they're in the driving seat going in to the final day for um for the title. So you know you play like that and and get a point out of the the league leaders at the point in the season. We're probably talking about it very positively. Um, and and the goal I thought that we conceded was unlucky, and on another day we we might have been out of sight. So I thought it was a really good advert for for lower league football. To be honest, like you know new league um, attendance broken. Good football and show some good some good fan um, participation. Some clappers, you know, had a bit of everything, didn't it? Yeah, it did, and I really felt the build-up was pretty cool in the in cars buying stuff with the music. It was just as fans they came and they played up a little bit. They didn't do anything particularly bad as far as I could see. A little flare here and there, and like a few few chants like charging about getting an escort down but just yeah just sort of all contributed to a, a really good day I, I really enjoyed it Luke do you think the draw was a fair result or do you reckon we could have we could have nicked it overall I feel like come the end of the game it was a fair result because I feel like uh first half that they were you know I think they played some good stuff I think they really did defend well I personally think but 
I, when I look at the chance we had, like Epia's chance, where he should have put it away, um, yeah. obviously the goal never happened. And then I feel like obviously Epia had a chance of going to the first half where he slipped through by a peer. I think we had a better chance. So on that standpoint, I feel if we, that second goal goes in, we're 2-0 up, we defend how we have defended all season, you know, we win the game. So I feel like in the end, it was a fair result because I think as soon as Everton got their goal, I think it was pretty much all done. I don't think we could really like carve too much out of them. Um, but I feel in hindsight, we should have took a lead from those two chances and the game shouldn't have really even been that close, in my opinion. Mm, yeah. Like I say, obviously they are top of the league, like Ren said, and that obviously everyone knows, you know, the team who finish top of the league or even challenge for title at this stage, you must be a good team. And as we know, next to have been for in promotion for a few years. So uh, credits to them. They are a good side and I think they were really good. I just think 2-0 is a different story. Yeah, and, and fair play to Exeter, considering we, you know, heard rumours a couple of them had been out on the lash, as you would do when you you get promoted. They actually play, play pretty well, pretty good side, don't you think, Keith? Actually, a fair side, and good to see Cobblers go toe to toe with them. Yeah, I mean, firstly, the atmosphere was brilliant. Um, anybody who came for the first time or for the first time in a while, please remember what it was like and come back next season, whichever league we're in, because it's just a different place, isn't it? And obviously, Exeter bringing a party with them that uh, that definitely helped the atmosphere. I was a bit. I was a bit fearful in the first half. I thought Exeter had the upper hand in the first half. I felt we we got back into it, but I still remember at the point we scored, I thought, you know, it was a bit against the run of play. And then I thought the second half was almost the the opposite. I mean, they looked really dangerous. They seemed to get in behind us down the right a lot in the first part of the game. And then after we, I think we switched to a back five or something, didn't we? That that type of thing, because um, after McGowan went off, um, seemed to bring Hoskins back, didn't need to play as a wing back. And we seemed to have more across the back. And that seemed to to cut that out quite a lot. Um, second half, I thought we were all over him. And from looking like a totally accomplished um, finisher against uh, late Orient, um, Epia all of a sudden looked like he wasn't going to um, hit a barn door, unfortunately. So it was a shame. We had we had the better chances. But overall, I do think a draw was, was a fair result. I really enjoyed watching... Um, Apparet actually on Saturday. He was like a one-man press, wasn't he? I've never, I don't think I've ever seen somebody win the ball so much up front. He absolutely terrorised uh, their centre back. Yeah. He did, and he's going to be a very useful player. Hopefully, he's in the team on uh, Saturday with Apparet. I saw a couple of people saying, you know, he can't finish with Sophie, but he did finish a couple of uh, good goals, or you know, against Orion. I do think he's got it in, yeah. in his locker, yeah. and hopefully, he saves a couple of finishes for Barrow. Um, I'll give you the sort of last word on Pinnock, uh, Brendan, as we should, because I think it was one of the first podcasts we did this season. You said he'd be player of the season. OK, he wasn't actually voted that, but he's been a brilliant player and he, he scored again on Saturday against Exeter, uh, Brendan. Yeah, some goal as well, wasn't it? Like, I think you could question their keeper. Maybe it wasn't perfectly in the corner, but I think it took him out by surprise, just the kind of audacity of it, really, like, I can't. You're going back to Ricky Holmes for the last player we had that would even try and like just chip a defender where he was there and take it on the half volley. Ridiculous, really. If, like if you're coaching him, you say don't do that. But I, I think he's he's hit form just at the right part of the season, hasn't he? And he's he's taking shots on and and um, it, yeah, he just he looks at his best out there at the moment. But he's he's been great all season, I think. But even with the periods where he maybe wasn't as sharp as others, he's still threatened from set pieces and stuff. Because at the moment, he looks much more a complete player like he was maybe at the, at the start of the season where 
yeah, I just I, I really like him at the moment. He's been given a little bit more freedom, I think, when we've sorted out Apare and Epier and, and there's been a bit of consistency mm. ahead of him and out wide. And we've not constantly shifted him on the left or on the right or through. He's able to just kind of roam and do what he wants to do. He still worked really hard on, on Saturday and I thought he, he pressed quite well as well. He doesn't have bags of pace, but um, yeah, he's afforded a little bit more uh, freedom, I think, when um, Apre and Epia work as hard as they did. And, you know, I don't think I could really deny that Robert's uh, winning player of the season, but... I was looking at that and thinking, if we had any any sort of goalkeeper last year, I don't know if Roberts wins that this year. I think people are just so glad to have a decent keeper in, and it's such a you know um, departure from what we've seen in the last year or so, two two three seasons. Um, that Pinnock's kind of gone under the radar because yeah, um, yeah, he's he's just been for me. He's been him and and Roberts really were, were joint. They've been the difference makers. Um, and you take them out the side and, and we're we're a mid-table team. But I pay my mate to go and watch people like Pinnock. He's the sort of person I look first on the team sheet for me. I, I can completely understand why the goalie gains all the plaudits and stuff. But yeah, I'd always want to really back a, a creative player rather than a, a defensive one. And just some of his, just even some of his misses he's had. And, you know, just like hitting the bar and stuff like these absolute wild, audacious, brilliant shots and stuff. Yeah, he's just... Been brilliant to watch and um, fair play, Brendan, for spotting him so early on when the three of us were still scratching our heads. Who are the who are these geezers? <laughs> Brendan was on it, but yeah, it was, a, it was a good one. Let's move on. So we're gonna have to move on to Saturday's crunch game. It's like one of those words, crunch promotion game. You only use those phrase together when it's talking about promotion. A barrow, and it's a bloody long way to go for all those who have got tickets. So fair play to you if you're going up there on Saturday. We're talking a bit later in the show with um, Ed Walker about what might happen, the permutations, but he treated himself actually a handy little summary. I hope I hope this is right. The first or second win can win the title in League Two. Third, fourth and fifth can get autos. Fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth and ninth can get uh, either inside or outside the playoffs. Now, Brendan, that's pretty uh, pretty astounding situation, isn't it? Do you reckon, do you reckon Cobb is going to do it? Are you confident that we're just going to nail the auto on Saturday? Yeah, I mean, it would be very cobbler's to, to somehow flop it from here. Um, it would have felt a lot, lot better if Bristol hadn't come back on Saturday. I think like that was the only thing I've, I really left the ground a little bit annoyed about was uh, they were 3-1 down at one point and they came back to 4-3 to and it was like 96th minute, their winner. Um, you know, even if they just drop two points and they draw, like I think everyone feels a lot more calm because the 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 thing that's making a lot of people nervous, including myself, is... We could go get a result 1-0 against Barrow and Scunthorpe put, um, lose heavily to Bristol and then suddenly we're out of the autos on goal difference, which, you know, I'm not saying it's likely, but we've all seen much stranger things happen in football. So, but then if you said to me even a couple of weeks ago, let alone at the beginning of the season, if you'd offered me the situation we're in right now, I would have snapped your hand off. Like, And I don't think there's a Cobbers fan that wouldn't. Um, not you know, I think we should be praising Brady and the rest of the team for getting us to where we are, regardless of what happens on Saturday. I think it's an amazing achievement to get this far, but we'd all have taken this, um, and we should have taken this, um, when we if we were offered it at any other point in the season. So, mm. you know, I don't, I don't think we can be, I think we just have to kind of go into it. I, I'm, I'm the main one, like, I just can't deal with playoffs. Like, there's no, I, my, my heart won't be able to take it, but. <laughs> you know, I just think we should be a bit, even if we lose on Saturday, like we're still in a very strong position. 
we're still there's still a lot to play for um we're still a good side like yeah, yeah. I'm, ju- I'm trying to say that to myself so I'm not like just praying <laughs> about it all week but um that's kind of my approach for it at the moment also they'll ruin your wedding if it goes to the playoffs because you you can't really <laughs> you've got too much on your plate still haven't you Brendan you're just getting more, more, more yeah it's like it's, it's almost like they weren't really really appreciate appreciating my summer social diary do you know what I mean it's, exactly. it's not very considerate <laughs> This is uh, this is modern football for you, Brendan. What can you do? Um, isn't it a um? Wouldn't it need a, a a swing of six goals without getting to sort of election night? Six 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 K goals from Bristol Rovers. Yeah, right? yeah, we're five better off than them. I think ours is twenty, theirs is fifteen at the moment. Yeah. Mm. So although it's like Brendan's exactly right, their result was annoying, and then the fact that they're playing Scunthorpe is annoying, and Scunthorpe really, yeah, down in the dump. So you could see a few goals going past Scunthorpe, but six, oh, I don't know. Um, Luke, you seem like pretty level-headed, especially with your social media stuff. Are you, are you just gonna go into it optimistic and just forget the rest, or you you got a few things playing on your mind, like Brendan? Honestly, my whole thing for the last two weeks has been I've just been saying to myself, okay, sirrah, sirrah. I mean, the thing is, right, the thing I've said about Cobblers is a couple of weeks ago, we had it in our hands, you know, if we win our next two or three, whatever it was, you know, we'll get promoted. We slipped up, but teams did us a favour. We've given another opportunity now to go win at Barrow and hope that results go our way, which are in our favour, um, and get promoted again. And if we don't get promoted this Saturday, we still have a crack at the playoffs. So I feel like, you know, to be in a position we are in, we are very lucky. And my whole thing is, yes... It's very nerve-wracking, the fact that, you know, we're going to a place like Barrett that have just beat Forest Green and Port Vale or some other big, you know, teams, mm. um, and it's away from home. But the thing is, what I, I love this whole thing about Scunthorpe is when have you ever seen teams really win 6-0? And I know Scunthorpe have been bad, and they have conceded 6 this season, right? But even when yeah. they did get to concede 6, it was 6-1, right? They they haven't conceded that many to Forest Green, Techs to, to us. They've been able to somehow beat us this season. Um, and the one thing people forget is, even if, like, say, we're, we're drawing Scunthorpe like 5 0 up and no one thinks they're going to go do it, all it takes is Scunthorpe to get one goal and then it's still another two goals in the game. And Scunthorpe somehow, and if, you know, if we get a couple of goals in the game, they still have to beat our result as well. So it's not only five yeah. goals they need to get, it's five goals plus whatever Scunthorpe score plus whatever we score. And I feel like yeah. a lot of people are forgetting this. Like, it's not just a five goal limit and that's it, it's whatever happens in the games. And I feel if you're in Northampton, you know, we're third for a reason. We've been where we are in the season for a reason. We've got, like, Mitch Pinnock, the best defence in the league, Sean McWilliams fit, Salby fit, and that's the other thing people forget. And we're going into this pretty much with a fully fit squad or fully fit of the players we'd normally play except for McGowan, which I feel like is a big strength in us. I, and I feel the whole thing that, like, I've seen a lot of people put it on Twitter and I think a lot of people have seen it as well. You know, people aren't really acknowledging the fact that people aren't even, like, talking to us like we're even in this. It's, it's almost like we're the Swindon in this scenario. With a team who could stay. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. We get playoffs, but we're not near the rest of the pack. We could still technically get autos if everything went, you know. And I yep. feel, for me, listen, we, we, we could go there Saturday, we could lose. We could go there Saturday, we could win in Scunthorpe, could win 6-0, you know. We could both lose and Bansfield, like, whatever happens, it will happen. I My whole thing going into this is that I just don't want us to put pressure on our team. You know, so far yeah. the pressure isn't on us because the media aren't even focusing on us. Yeah. And I feel our fans just need to realise, listen, if we don't go up, we've got our playoffs. And if that doesn't happen, you know, we've had a good season regardless. I just don't want yeah. our players to have all this unnecessary pressure put on them to win this game. I just want them to go out there, do what yeah. they've done all season and try and get the job done. That's all we can ask. Yeah. And I feel if, if I start putting all this stuff on me and on Cobbler's fans, if we all start putting this stuff like, oh, if we don't win, if we don't do this. You know, just let's just get Saturday, see what happens, and either we'll be celebrating and having a great time, we'll be preparing for playoffs in yeah, exactly. the it's, 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 season. So it's good either either way, isn't it? I think to be fair exactly. to Cobblers fans, they've been pretty level-headed. I haven't seen people saying you know put piling too much pressure on, but it, indeed it is a pressure game. Uh, conversely, yeah. um, Keith, um, there's been a few mind games and stuff like that, but it, I guess it's just John Brady's team talk is very easily just keep doing what you're doing, play the way you you've done and Barrow, you know, won't be able to live with it. Yeah, I think he, I mean, they've won their last couple of home games, Barrow. Um, one was against Forest Green. You would say, well, a top side, but actually since Christmas, they've been anything but a top side. I think if they hadn't had such a massive cushion, they'd be nowhere near where they are now. So they're, they're not in form. Um, I think they also beat Sutton. Um, before that, they played Port Vale beginning of April. Port Vale beat them. You know, which team are we? probably most at the level of out of those at the moment it's it's you know probably Port Vale isn't it so look we seem to know who to who to pick now um players seem to know their roles now I think we've been a lot more positive um the last few games I feel like if we go and do what we can do if we put in what we put into the last few games I think we win and I think we go up and whilst Scunthorpe are a poor old side who by the way we didn't score against at their place let's remember that um then I mean, they've not been thrashed. I've been looking at their their results. I've been looking at flipping everything, trying to make some kind of prediction as to what might happen. They've not had a thrashing really for a long time. You know, they're not because well, four nil Mansfield is is the worst recently um, at home. But um, I just think Bristol Rovers have got this this feeling, haven't they? Like they're on a roll, and I think anything's possible. And I guess anything is possible. But we we do our thing. We score the two or three that we should. Yeah. Um, and we you know we're up. We're up. Yeah, as Luke said, anything can happen. I think Scunthorpe's manager is Keith Hill, if I'm, if I'm right, who's no mug. I think Barry's manager is Phil Brown, if I think I'm right, who yeah. is one of those annoying characters who will be on an ego level trying to win this and stuff. But when you've got the likes of Pinnock, when you've got the likes of Koiki, when you've got like Robbo and, you're, and like our Sterling 
centre of defence. We really have to go into it with confidence and just ignore the noise. We'll get onto the noise in a little bit about some people talking in the media and stuff like that. But I'm very pleased that John Brady is a quiet character and just mainly keeps his counsel. Um, we put a Twitter poll out on Wallach Twitter. Uh, are Cobblers going to go up automatically or are they going to end up in the playoffs? And 85.9% of respondents, shall we say, uh, said that we're going to go up in automatic. Obviously, that's got a heavy cobbler slant, but it's just nice to see a little bit of confidence. So let's bring in Edward Walker here, EFL expert and host of the popular D3-D4 podcast about the lower leagues. How are you doing, Ed? Um, very good. Very looking forward to this far day we've got coming up. As whereas, as you know, there's a lot on the line still to go at the top of League 2. Yeah, it's, it's, I haven't really known a year exactly like this. It's just mm. so many things going on. We'll move on to that in a second, actually, all the different permutation but you put a really nice tweet out actually that explained it for a lot of us can you give us the basics of, of what can happen in terms of the promotion places auto and um and the playoffs on saturday yeah rather annoyingly i slightly miscalculated okay with the original tweet. i did correct it underneath but um essentially what we have is a shootout for the title between exeter city and Thoris green rovers exeter currently a point ahead the, one of those two is going to pick up the league title the automatic race, as we said, is really interesting. You've got Cobblers obviously leading the way at the moment. Bristol Rovers are just buying and goal difference. You then have Mansfield, who can potentially still get third. Port Vale, who can get third. And Swindon Town, who can get third. Although the chances of Swindon getting it are very slim. And it would be something pretty special if they did manage that. In terms of playoffs, it's only Northampton and Bristol Rovers who have a confirmed spot at the moment. You've still got Mansfield, Port Vale, Swindon Town, Sutton United and Tramor Rovers who can all either finish in or outside as player spots. So the focus really on Saturday is going to be every team from first down to ninth. Wow, it's it's pretty amazing. And it's clearly going to be a, a day of high emotion. It's going to be a lot of people celebrating, a lot of people commiserating and a lot of people sort of quite distraught that they miss out. It's just a really emotive mix, isn't it? It's been thing of the whole season, really. I think, you know, we've been engaged in this promotion battle really throughout the whole season. There was a point where it was essentially 11. You had Thoris Green who ran away with the with the league, looked like they were going to win the title. Might not now, but they've still got the promotion they were craving. And then that race to those other automatic spots looked really tense with 11 teams in the mix, really. Almost the whole top half looked like promotion contenders and a couple have fallen away. And of course, extra concerned promotion themselves. But I think it's fitting, really, that this promotion and playoff battle is going to go down to the final day and could potentially go down to goal difference as well, which would be nervous for the people involved, but really exciting from a neutral perspective. <laughs> Very true. Just while we're here, in terms of Exeter and Forest Green, who do you think are the more worthy champions, would you say? It's difficult. I mean, you have to say the more worthy champions have been Forest Green over the season. They they were top of the league from mid-September. Mm. And it, I'm still not quite sure what's happened with them. They've lost one of their top scorers, Matty Stevens, but they haven't been relied on one man for goals. You've had Matty Stevens and Jamil Matt both contributing goals this season. Stevens has contributed slightly more. But even with losing him, barely anyone else in the squad has been unavailable, really. So I can't fully wrap my head around why they've fallen away right at the end here. And I've, I've put Exeter certainly in the prime position now for the title with that one point advantage and looking at the, who the two teams have got playing on the third day as well. So it's a bit of disappointment from a Thoris Green perspective, maybe. And I'm a little bit concerned about the next year as well in terms of what they could lose. You see a lot of people linked to Rob Edwards after the season he's had. A lot of those players are undoubtedly going to be touted as well, particularly Kane Wilson at right wing back. So maybe a bit con um, curious about Thoris Green's future, but to miss out the title, a little bit disappointing, but ultimately they're going up to League One anyway, so you can't complain too much. Sure. For me, I think Exeter, I'd like to see Exeter 
grasp it. I just love the, the way the clubs run. It's just a real family club. They've got a real emphasis on bringing through the youth players and just, yeah, I'll just, I'll be happy if they win it. And they give us a good game on Saturday. It was quite enjoyable to watch. So hopefully the Grecians go on and do it. How do you rate Northampton's season? I, it, I think myself and yourself and a lot of other people we speak to are, are surprised at how high we've got, you know, but it, I guess it's just testament to John Brady's work. Yeah, my um, my podcast co-host, I definitely thought David Jenkins was feeling quite bullish about Northampton pre-season. I think we kind of shot him down a bit, Thorids, and I really regret that now because Northampton have been up in these promotion spots, I think longer than maybe besides Doris Green, anyone else. And I know there's been quite a lot of doubt put onto them because they felt like a bit of a narrow margins team at time. We look at the clean sheet record, which has been really impressive, but there's been a lot of 1-0 wins, 2-0 wins, relying on the set-piece threat of Guthrie and Horstall, which is fantastic, by the way. And you have seen recently Mitch Pinnock, Sam Hoskins, even... um. Louis Perry come into the goals as well, which has been really good. But it always felt mm. like it was a team that kind of relied on moments to win games rather than generally dominating matches. But they've been up there longer than anyone else. And I feel like at this stage now, they absolutely deserve to be where they are. And I have no complaints if they do achieve that all my promotion on Saturday. Yeah, that's a fair appraisal. And, and to be honest, there's no shame in, in saying that perhaps you thought Cobbers might finish a little bit lower I, I as I stand it's 10th and in this crazy league that's only seven points off where we are now it's just been a, a it was really, really difficult wasn't it because they fell out yeah. of the league and you you weren't entirely sure if Brady had been maybe the right decision to have him in for the back half that season that league one relegation battle but he's really turned things around this year yeah we didn't really know how good Pinnock was my colleague Brendan on the first game of the season he said he's going to be up there for part of the season but we didn't really know quite how how good he would be and how affected he'll be we didn't know what the way the transfers were going to go in terms of bringing the Perry in we've also had injuries to McWilliams and Koiki and they've come back for the renaissance miraculously <laughs> towards the end of the season we thought they were out for the season it's been a crazy season but we're up there on merit that leads us on to the game on Saturday at Barrow. What sort of threat do you think Barrow will offer Northampton? Because they're definitely no pushovers, are they? Yeah, it's 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 weird this because you kind of look at it and think there's only one team really bothered by it. But Barrow, I think, have improved a little bit slightly. Really, they they brought in Phil Brown a couple of months back, not really feeling that good about the appointment considering the spell he had with Southend previously the previous year. And you looked at Barrow's running in a relegation battle at the time, and they had all teams who were up in the playoff promotion battle, and they felt quite worried for them. But a brilliant Easter period where they picked up seven points from a possible nine, coupled with defeats to Oldham, meant that they've secured safety with a few games left to spare, and it's been very good for them. And I think there's a decent amount of strength in this Barrow side. It really depends to me on what the mentality is. Are they really that bothered about getting that win on the final day? I, I yeah. feel it's it's difficult to judge. I think it's really difficult to judge a team that's you know really they're just playing the position now the job's done to them with the season really mm, it's gonna be a difficult one but we know phil brown is how are we describing as a character he's quite ambitious he, he would not be happy if probably down as a <laughs> manager at in the lower leagues when he's managed a lot higher and he, he will he will definitely have them fairly up for the game i just look at our strike force of you know a pere hoskins pinnock Pio and people like that and I just think even the central midfield McWilliams Sowerby we just got that little bit of extra quality which has pushed us to where we are and hopefully on Saturday that tells but as you know with these games they're pressure games now aren't they it's almost as much a, a mental thing and Bristol Rovers level on points they go to Scumthorpe on paper that looks in an easy win but you, you never know with um with Scumthorpe 
they they can sort of uh, put little performances in here and there that might block uh, Bristol Rovers. I mean, you never know with Bristol Rovers either, to be honest. Yeah. They've had quite a rollercoaster season, really, a bit like we saw with Bolton in the fourth tier last year. Um, I think with Bristol Rovers and Scunthorpe, I think generally the question is how many are they going to get? Yeah. That's kind of mentality. I think what's the, it's a five-goal difference at the minute, I believe, I between yourselves. Six. Six, I, I, think they need, I think they need to win by six. Yeah. Or at least, depending on what happens with Northampton Barrow, of course. And there's a bit of, a, I think there's a bit of a mentality among some people that they're going to get that because it's Scunthorpe. Now, Scunthorpe have been the worst team in the league. Let's not get a bit around the bush there. They've only shipped six once, and that was at Harrogate back in, I believe, it was October time. They've had a couple of four nils, a couple of five nils. They're not that that terrible. It, it, they've improved a little bit since. Um, having their relegation concerns actually picked up a couple of draws, albeit their last three games were all against bottom half sides. So they haven't played one of these top promotion sides for a while. And genuinely, I would expect Bristol Rovers to win it, but it, it could come down the goal difference, I feel, between these two. And I don't know if I truly can fancy Bristol Rovers to completely roll Scunthorpe over enough to get past your goal difference. What happens if it's completely level on goal difference and everything? It Is would it... come down the goal scored and Bristol Rovers would beat you. Right, okay. Because we haven't talked about that. It's still unlikely. They still need a massive is, yeah. swing and we need not to score maybe one and they need to score six or seven or something. It's, it's like a massive, yeah, unlikely. But then that would be, well, how how terrible would that be if we went stayed and went into the playoffs on goals? I, I couldn't even tell you the last time goal score decided something like that. Say again? I couldn't even tell you the last time goal score decided something like that. Yeah, we've got 57-4 and they've got 64 quite heavily. Yes. Well, and especially if they score as many as they need, they'll be way in advance of us. So fingers crossed that doesn't come down to that. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about the promotion mix in League Two. Are there any teams up there that surprise you in the in the playoffs or teams that have dropped out that surprise you? Well, one up there I wasn't expecting to, to be honest, at the start of the season was Swindon. Because you looked at the situation they had when they fell out of the league and you were almost a bit worried there wasn't going to be a club. But the takeover they had from Clem Mothuni, a few weeks of the season to go, I think they had maybe 12 contracted players, 13. And you thought, let's just build a squad good enough to compete for survival, survive this year and they build from there. And they put together a really nice squad. And you could tell, really, within a couple of weeks of the season, they're not going to finish down the bottom. There's a lot of quality in the side. You look at the performances of Harry McCurdy, Lou Reed in midfield as well. Elise Andolo has played in the midfield and a left-back role as well. That's a very good team, Swindon, this year. And I, I would think it might be a playoff finish for them. They've got to get the best. I believe they're at Walsall on the final day. Got to get the better of them. They've been a team a lot better away from home than they have been at home this season. But for them, compared to the start of the season, to see where they are now is terrific from their perspective. Would you say Sutton's... Oh, definitely. Performance is, is is a surprise, or if maybe if you were in the know there, you knew that the the way they operate and the manager and some of the players they've got that they would be up there. I Just... don't think anyone had them doing what they've done this year. No, no okay. one. You look, you, times teams that come out of the national league stay up. It's never happened before where the teams gone straight back down. Generally, because the bottom of league two is so low on quality that they'll have at least two sides to replace them. So I always felt quite confident that Sutton and Hartlepool would survive this year, but for Sutton to kick on the way they have in this very rigid thought or two system that's got a lot of quality in wide players from people like Will Randall, Enzo Baldvine and David Ajaboy as well, who are players I think could maybe take on the next step, particularly David Ajaboy as well, to be in not only the playoff mix, but the promotion mix. They've been the pl- promotion players a couple of times as well. They've gone to Wembley, of course, the EFL Trophy final. They've had the kind of season, I almost feel like the fans might be a little bit carried away and think the EFL is easier than it actually is, because it's just gone so well for them this year. Yeah. 
yeah, fair play to them. They're a, they're a absolutely proper, proper club and they've they've done really well. Whoever goes in the playoffs, God forbid, Northampton, it looks like a really intriguing playoff mix. It, just say even Sutton getting there, I think Tranmere can they? Yeah, possibly. It's unlikely. Um, it just looks like the the playoffs are going to be a real real ding dong this year. Yeah, I'm really excited for these playoff mix as well. Um, just the quality of the sides. You you look at the four in the now, for instance, it does stay that way. You've got yeah. Bristol Rovers who have got flying under Joe Bart and Mansfield Town who have had a miraculous turnaround under Nigel Clough and they're in the relegation zone quite early into the season. They've just gone this incredible run of form. Port Vale who have looked really good at times. I think one of the three best teams in the league, to be honest, under Daryl Clark, but I've had a bit of a snag recently, which possibly caught some of that automatic spot, unfortunately. And then Swindon Town, who played terrific football under Ben Garner, have had another fantastic season. And then even if you add Sutton into that or Tremor into that as well, yeah, it'd be really hard to call this playoffs, whoever gets in there. Yeah, we don't want to talk about it too much. We want to go up auto. That's what Mm. we focus on. If we do drop into it, as we've said, between us as support, it's not the end of the world. I think anyone can beat anyone in that playoff mix. So I wouldn't be too worried if we dropped in. You know, we we can we can do the job by the playoffs, but we'll focus on automatics. Let's just uh, have a prediction from you for Saturday, uh, Northampton v Barrow. What do you think the score will be? Uh, I think you'll do a classic one nil. Classic one nil. And if I'm going to guess a goal scorer, it'd probably be Guthrie. Because it's, I think it's kind of fitting if it's one of him or Horstall, really, over the whole oh, season. Fair play, you've gone very specific. From a corner, let's go with that, why not? This is, that's what I've seen Northampton do lots of this season, so why yeah. not do it one more time? Uh, I'll, put a, I'll put a little a little bet on that, I think that sounds quite sensible. Uh, <laughs> I, I've gone for 2-1, mm. but it, as we said, it's a pressure game, and a lot of it's how much we'll take the pressure... I think on our uh, on this podcast, one of the guys was saying that actually Bristol Rovers have got a lot of pressure on it. They, they they're very sort of full of bluster and stuff. You know what Joe Barton's like, but they they know they're going to have to go and wax Gunthorpe. And sometimes when you're going to yeah. have to go and sort of wax someone, that every minute goes, the nerves kick in. You're not doing it. Whereas Northampton really just you know a one nil will do so. We'll see how it goes. Thanks for joining me, and hopefully we'll have you. Well, hopefully we won't have you back if uh, you know if we get automatic. But if we get into the playoffs, uh, feel free to pop by, and we'll we'll go through this thing all again. But thanks a lot. <laughs> Cheers, Ed. Pleasure. Cheers, mate. Let's let's go on to some of the media stuff. It's quite funny actually, and I, I, <laughs> I want to speak to Brendan about this first, like to see how he. Uh, if it annoys him or if he's cool with it that Bristol Rovers have how should we say it, had a love in with Barrow this week a lot of stuff on Twitter and stuff comments you know please win blah 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 I think one of them uh, Barrow responded quite a I would say quite a naff way um hello to all the Bristol Rovers fans in our mentions and then a Bristol Rovers fan put I'll buy a Barrow shirt if you win and then uh, Barrow social media put we'll hold you to this all got a little bit Naff. Um, Brendan, does that wind you up or do you just see like, naffness of it like I do? Or both? Not really. I th- to be honest, like, you know, this this modern football now, isn't it? It's all mm. social media admins trying to do their job and I don't, mm-hmm. you know, I work with enough social media people in my day job. I could, just like, <laughs> after likes, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't really bother me. Like, it just, it is what it is. The, 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 to Luke's point, like, they're doing their best to make us even think about them. We don't have to think about them. Go out and yeah. win the game 2-0 and it's done really, isn't it? Like it just yeah. the the fact that they're that people we're even mentioning Bristol, I think if we beat them at ours and and Joey Barton doesn't come out and say and um, with the comments that he said afterwards, like you said, like it wound me up when he said that we were a rugby team and everything, the way they played. Like I, I could not stand that day. But it, they're trying to do it again and it's not just him, like they're trying to do it themselves. All we need to focus on now is Barrow. And and do you know what? If somehow 
we beat them 2 0 and they go and put like eight past Scunthorpe, then they can deserve it. Like, honestly, they can go up. Like, but I just, you know, and who knows? If they got three or four, then they, they might get the win behind their backs and, and, and fly into it. But to be honest, that that's on them. Like, all, and, I'm, and you know, Brady will be saying exactly the same thing. Why bother worrying about that? It's in your hands literally so don't worry about someone else you know you Barrow are, are, are not that much better aside than Scunthorpe they're only a couple of points ahead of them they, they had their freak result they beat uh, Forest Green like 4-0 I think um, which, which is the only thing that did scare me but and they've obviously beat us at ours but you know it, it's the last game of the season everything goes out out the window for me when when the chips are down there it's not even really form or anything else you can't really tell what's going to happen so you've just got to like again, like Luke said, you know, take what what happens. Case or are the only thing I'm really, really hoping, regardless, is it doesn't come down to a refereeing decision, because now I'm I'm like replaying stuff like Forest Green at home, where uh, was it Forest Green? I think it was where where it didn't cross the line and 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 stuff like that. And it's like you know, or, or even on Saturday, where on another day they say Pinnock because it looked like he was level. I can't really say what side. He was on, but maybe that goal's given and it's 2 0 extra and we're already basically up. You know, I just hope it's a clear game and it's done on merit rather than a referee having a bad day or already yeah. on the beach. You know what I mean? That that's my one wish for the game, whether we win or lose. Uh, but obviously, if it's a referee decision, uh, decision in our favour, we'll take that. We will just forget about it straight away. And just <laughs> yeah, but I'd like to do it on merit. I'd, I'm just fed up with talking. I know what you mean. Movies. Not that it's any better in League One, to be honest, but. Yeah. yeah, I'd just like for for it to be settled without a referee having to put having to have an input. Yeah, I know I know exactly what you mean. Um Luke, I think it has irritated you a little bit that there's just been very little talk about Northampton in the media, isn't it? And then even in some commentaries and stuff, it's almost like I don't know, we've been forgotten. But maybe that can be a good thing, Luke. Under the radar. I mean I want to I mean I, I personally got no I don't think it's annoying just like thing. I just think it's very disrespectful not mm. just to our club but to the players we have like I feel like you know we've had a very good team I, I've, I've been guilty of saying this season right we didn't look like a second place team early on the season I feel like there were some points in playing football where you know we had a really good defence but we didn't have all that up top but now like Brent said earlier you got the likes of Pinnock who's just came into his own I think the addition of Josh Epier appear have helped us. I mean appear recently definitely has helped us I wasn't too sure when we first signed him but mm. like last game had a massive influence I think um, Williams coming back from injury with back with Salvi's give us some more stability in midfield and obviously our defence has been our defence for the whole season and I feel this team considering the beginning of the season you, you would see on Twitter like the likes of some of the uh, younger journalists or you know the well-known fans like uh, I speak to Gabriel Sutton at the beginning of the season about Northampton and he had us predicted 15th most people had us predicted mid-table and I think for a team to be predicted mid-table get to second for most season and finish the penultimate game in third and yet people still will not give us credit I just think it's very disrespectful to Brady and the team and I that's why I'm a bit annoyed by it but like you said we're a team we love to go under the radar we did it in 2019 we did yeah. it throughout most of this season and again going under the radar is not a bad thing it just means less spotlight and pressure on us yeah don't worry about all the talk in the media <laughs> When we when we're promoted and we've got like the players have got medals around their neck or you know the cup <laughs> matters you know those those medals that you know maybe 10 15 years time when the players are down there like they might sell for like 25 quid or something those those medals last forever <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah there's a lot of talk at the moment um it's just, no, it's just par par for the course um Keith you know do you, do you sort of listen to that media talk or anything like that or are you just sort of zoned out to it. 
Well, it's funny because normally when I see sport on the television, I don't really hear it because it's on the TV in the pub and I'm working and I'm either running around or or the sound's off or it's too loud in there. Some of the regulars came in from another pub on Monday afternoon and persuaded me to put the Port Vale game on, um, at which point Port Vale promptly scored. Um, and I didn't want to watch it. And then massively against the runner play, Newport scored. And dur- during that game, the table was shown repeatedly. Lost count on the number of times the table was shown. I just assumed that it would be pretty obvious to people who was, you know, pending that result in, in the box seat for Saturday, um, as long as they do their job. And it's, it's us. It, a, it doesn't bother me. But if it, if it wasn't mentioned, then I am I'm slightly surprised because, you know, we're sitting there playing for anyone to see, aren't we, in third place? It's, there's been a, a, a bit more chat. I think Nigel Clough, I think we alluded to it earlier, said that he, he fancies Bristol Rovers more, considering they... That might be because of how we played at Mansfield. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it just shows the pressure on, on Clough when he's talking like that. Brady's not yeah. talking like that at all. He's very focused. He knows exactly what we got to do. And just let these people talk. And we'll have them <laughs> like we did uh, last season, essentially. Um, or the season before that. Um, so, yeah, let's get on to a couple of other... Bits of news from Sixers before we wrap up. Aaron McGowan left six fields on crutches against Exeter. And he's been a crucial uh, fullback for us this season. Brendan, it, would you be worried if he's out or do you think we've got the personnel to make up for it? I mean, it's, it's, it couldn't be. He's, he's only going to miss one game. It will be a big one. But, do you know, what I mean, he's given everything for for the, for the shirt this year. So it is what it is. I think... Um, we did switch to a back three on Saturday and it was Mills at centre-back, which there was issues with it right at the start. I think they were just while people were figuring out where they were. I don't know what Brady will go with against uh, Barrow. If we're expecting to have the ball and then, you know, sit on them and they sit deep and we go on to them, maybe a three at the back is sometimes that's better for, for holding a higher line. And, you know, uh, Mills wouldn't have to do as much defending in a back three. I don't... I liked Harry Men. I, I like what he did for us a couple of years ago. I, he's just, it's not his, this isn't his team, do you know what I mean? And and mm. Mills off a little bit more, I think, on um, delivery-wise. So, yeah, I've, I feel like we've got enough to replace him there. It was also interesting that after he, he made Mills, brought Mills on for the, for the injury on Saturday, he didn't make any other subs. And, uh, you know, my mate I was watching it with was, was saying, you know, he needs to take strikers off, they're blowing. But they're, the strikers wasn't the problem. I don't. There wasn't really any tactical issue. It was just we didn't take the chances that we did get. We were creating chances right to the end and finding space. Yeah. And I think, bar with the McGowan injury, we need to go as close to that as, again as we can on Saturday, personally. Um, yeah. So, yeah, same, more of the same. It's fine margins in those games. You, know, you can look at maybe the strikers are blowing, as you said, but as you rightly said as well, that put a couple of those chances in and that game gets sort of put to bed so it'll be interesting we, hopefully if we are a true promotion side we'll have enough to cover for McGowan if he's not fit considering the renaissance of um, Williams and Kareka we'd be surprised if McGowan's back up Saturday anyway just with yeah. a little, little knock on his ankle but hopefully we've got enough to cover it uh, last bit of news is the Cobbers being back from six fields. I believe when I looked, there was 3,000 available. I don't know if that's a whole capacity of the West End. That would be a bit crazy if the whole thing was full. Um, but there should be a few tickets left for that. Go and watch the game on Saturday. You can have a beer and sit and watch it. And, you know, some people are going all the way up to Barrow and fair play to them, but there'll be a fair few staying local. And hopefully, hopefully we uh, get a celebration out of it. So let's wrap up with 
some score predictions for Saturday. Probably the toughest and worst score predictions we've had to do, and the most sort of nerve-wracking ones. Um, we're going back to front again. I'm going to go to you, Keith. You go first, mate. Sorry about that. Well, I predicted two-one at the weekend, and I was wrong. But I could have <laughs> been right. It could have been two-one quite easily. Um, yeah. I'm going three-nil. I think we go and we do this. I think we get the job done. Yeah. Going, just going hammering essentially. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's. You weren't far off against Exeter, like you said, it could have been two-one. So hopefully that comes true. Luke, what about you? I feel in a two-nil. I think we'll get a goal, and then try, not play it safe. I think we'll stand behind the goal, try and build one. I think as soon as we get the second, we'll just try and think right. It's in our hands now. Let's not be silly, and we'll do what we've done all season and protect our lead. So I'm going two-nil. Yeah, fair enough. I think a good early goal will be will be nice. I'm just not sure how much mm. fight Barrow will have for the full 90 minutes. The, uh, the old Can I also oh, I'm quickly gonna say, um, the thing I'm worried about is if we concede first, because Cobbers are yet to win a game that they've conceded first in this season in the league. Yeah, but it's so like a cup final, isn't it now? So I was going to say, at this point, it's not the same. But yeah, that's the one thing I am concerned about, is if Barrow do get a goal, I'm going to be a nervous wreck. But... Mm. Yeah, it's a cup final. It gives us we we literally know what we've got to do, mm. so the focus is going to be there the whole ninety minutes. I think, Brendan, what about you? I'm going to go nil nil. There's a mystic mega me that's just saying nil nil. Is that we're all talking about? But then I also could see like Scunthorpe beating um, Bristol one nil, and then everyone else dropping in like Cobbers get <laughs> off a point or something. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Um, I, I, that's quite funny because I was sort of having an hour about a draw and that, that is probably if we're talking about what's playing on our mind is it is a draw there but um, I'm, I'm disappointed that you haven't gone 7-0 or something because when you go optimistic it makes me optimistic Brendan so we'll change <laughs> your optimistic yeah, but I'm, I'm optimistic that we go up but like Ah. Like, you know, by accident do you know what I mean like it's 0-0 but everybody else loses and we just go up I think I'm going to go oh god I'm going to I'm a betting man, so if I was betting, what would I go with? I'm going to go two. I'm going to go two one to Northampton. Just get the job done. I reckon Bristol Rovers. Yes, yeah, let's, let's go with the Bristol Rovers score just for a laugh. What do you reckon the Bristol Rovers score will be, um, Keith? I think it will be three one to Bristol three, Rovers. Three one, and then we if we win, they're they're done for. Uh, what about you, Luke? What do you reckon? The, you sort of said, but oh, I actually kind of. I reckon we. Four one actually. I reckon they might win. I think they'll go for it, but yeah, short four one. Uh, do you new Brendan? Three two to Bristol. That was the return fixture. It was three two. So I say I say it again. Fair play, but it's, well, it's um we've had a real good season of chatting, talking cobblers with this little cobblers catch up uh, section. Thanks for joining in throughout the season and we'll um, hopefully this will be the last one I want it to be the last one so we can just get the job done if it's not we'll be back for I was speaking to my <laughs> missus and she was like is the football season over soon and I was like yeah it is but it's also not if we get in the playoffs it's oh, extended by a massive amount Brendan's wedding is ruined <laughs> <laughs> so yeah let's get the job done but thanks thanks a lot guys for um, talking to us and we'll speak again hopefully next season thanks a lot cheers lads Cheers, Cheers guys.